Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Rivers of Living Water is here to turn our thirsty world into a Garden of Eden, freely pouring out the Word of God to our desolate world. Now, here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. Good morning. Glad that you invited, that you came with us this morning. We're having a little difficulty, but we're going to make it through it. Today we want to talk about affections. What kind of affections do we have and what is it that drives these affections? And so this is what we're going to be uh, talking about this morning. So our affections are the way we feel about things and then how we express that. And it's really driven by what we love or what we hate. And so we can be uh, affectionate in some areas and other areas we won't be. So this is what we're going to talk about this morning. Um, I have a scripture here that I'm going to read to you that will kind of get us started. And it's in Romans chapter 1, starting at verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are not are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. This is an expression of what happens when we have the wrong basis for our affections. If we uh, don't have God's perspective of it, and we don't let God be the ruling part of our lives and and show us what's right and what's wrong, then we will fall into what I just read to you. And we need to have a better affection that is based on better principles than just how we think about it. Because affections are blind without guidance. We can't have the right affection if we don't have our affections being guided by something better than ourselves. And that something is really someone. It's the Holy Spirit working in us. We've been talking about various things like this, and the whole thing is, that if we don't have the Spirit of the Lord in our lives, our affections will turn out to be, like the Bible said we just read, unnatural. And they're against nature. Many times that can happen if we don't have a right perspective on life. And we won't have a right perspective on life if we don't let God show us some things in our lives that need to be corrected and changed in order for us to have the right of affections. We have a tendency, if we're not led by the Lord, and we don't take the Bible as our guide and take the principles that are in the Bible, that our affections can be all messed up. We find that happening quite often. It isn't just in our generation. This has been going on ever since that man has been upon the earth when Adam and Eve decided to disobey God. Things have been going downhill ever since. And the only way we can get our affections 
in the shape that they need to be, love the things that we need to love and hate the things that we need to hate, is to have an experience with the Lord that will illuminate every part of our life, including our affections. And you notice another thing it says that that they are without understanding. If we don't have the right understanding about things, then our affections can be really messed up. So it's very important that we have an understanding of what the reason why that God created us in the first place. He created us to love him, to love other people. And as we have the Spirit of the Lord inside of us, working in our lives, directing us, leading us into the truths and things that that we need to know, then we can have the right kind of affection. What are we really fond of? A lot of people are the most important thing they're fond of is themselves. And as we read this list to you, you notice a lot of those things are wrapped around ourselves and we become very selfish and we can have a kind of a blowed up attitude about ourselves. We can think, boy, I'm the greatest thing around and all these kind of things that, that we may, that's going to mess up our affection. When we don't know God, like I said, our affections are going to really be messed up. And we're going to be on this list that I read to you. But it's not necessary for us to be on that list. It's not necessary for us to have that kind of a messed up affection. But if we're not willing to admit that we need to change, then we'll just be there and we'll get worse and worse. So there's got to be a change if our affections are right. Now, if you know the Lord today, the chances are a good chance that your affections are right, that you do love the things you need to love and hate the things that you need to hate. Now, there is a, a drawing line. There's a line that we draw as to where where we're going to love and where we're going to hate, what we're going to stand for and what we're going to stand against. In order to do that, we're going to have to have some absolute standards of what is right and wrong in order for our affections to really be as they should be. So that comes to faith. We have to have the right faith. We have to believe in the right things in order for our affections to be right. We might say, well, there's nothing right or wrong except how we feel about it. And that is very dangerous. And a lot of people have fell for that, that we don't have any absolute truth, that it's only truth as I perceive it as true. And that will get our affections all messed up. So what I'm talking to you today is very relevant because we have this happening on a big scale internationally and right in our own country and perhaps no doubt in our own community and maybe even closer than that in our own families and it all starts with what am I going to do about my life and am I willing to make the change that my affections will be what they really ought to be and so Think about it for a while as to what is your affections right now? Are they in the place that they should be? Do you have what is talked about in the Bible where it says that they're haters of God? There are people that that their affection is, they don't have much affection for God. For one reason or another, they may have, been disappointed. They may have uh, prayed about things and, and God didn't answer it the way that they 
thought that they should, so they got angry at God for that. And anger will take us down the wrong way 99.0% of the time. We need to look at our lives and not allow ourselves to become especially angry at God because God is the one that has set all the standards for us. So we need to not be self-centered and say, God, if you don't do it my way, then I'm not going to love and appreciate you. When the Bible tells us that we're to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and if we let the love of God be shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Spirit, then we take on the fruit of the Spirit, and that's what we're referring to as the rivers of living water, which is the name of our talk show, is that as the Holy Spirit comes in and leads us into the absolute truths that we need to have, then our affections will be the way that they should be. And it will be a big help to ourselves and to the people around us. There are some people we just don't like to be around too much because they always seem to be a, a hateful, spirited attitude. And some people look very hard to find the bad things in life. But you can't help anyone if our affection is upon the opposite than what we ought to have it. And our affection should be loving our neighbors, loving our God, loving the people that are close to us, loving the people that don't think exactly the way we do. And so the, the love life should be very much in line with what God wants us to love and what God wants us to hate. Now, there are some things that we hate. We hate for people to be mistreated. We hate to see people in a worse condition than what they could be if they would just make a few changes in their life. We don't like these things at all. We try to do our best to help people to come out of that kind of a lifestyle and come into something that's not only going to be good for them, but going to be good for everyone else. So our affections are going to have to be in such a way that what I read to you will be reversed. So rather than being unrighteous, we're righteous. And rather than having fornication, we get away from the sins the sex sins. Rather than being wicked, we're, we're good. Rather than being covetous, we're, you notice the opposite would be on all of these. And so that's the reason why people don't understand us sometimes. Well, we've come to our first break and uh, we're just getting started on this. So I'm Howard Eugene Wright at Rivers of Living Water and TalkZone.com. Now, more Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com with your host, Howard Wright. I trust that we're going to see that our affections are very important, what we love and what we hate, and really make or break us. It can either make our society a much better place or it can tear it down. And there are many people that have affection, well, they have been infected, I guess, with all kinds of, of false things, of of things that we accept as truth, which really are not, and we see this in every area of our society and every part of our world today. People have got affection in the wrong areas. They love these things so much that they will not listen 
to anything else that's told them, and they just hang on to these, regardless of whether it's destroying us or not. And so uh, people are to the place where they even uh, they love everything, and yet do we love like we really should? You know, we love our cats, we love our dogs, we we love our ice cream, we love this, we love that. And so love is, has just been scattered out. But what I'm talking about today is, is the affection that we need is based upon a self-sacrificing, self-giving love that reaches out to other people to help them in time of need even if it's not convenient for us to do so. And in order to have that kind of affection or have compassion, and I, some of these terms may, you know, they just might not be in our everyday vocabulary, but we need, if we have the right kind of affection, then we're going to have a compassion. A compassion looks at people that are less off than we are, and we have feelings toward them of how we can help them. Jesus was that kind of a person. He looked at people with compassion. And Jesus is our example. If we really want to know how our affection should be, we need to look at how Jesus walked upon this earth. And that can be found out in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in our Bibles. That's the first four books of the New of the New Testament. We can find out just exactly how our affections ought to be. We need a model in order for to have it right, to get it right. And Jesus is our model for us to figure out just exactly what our affections ought to be. And so I'm. We're looking at this uh, today in, in the light of not just cursing the darkness, but we need to have some light. We need to have light upon the subject. And if we're not willing to make a change, we'll never make a change. We'll always just be the same people. But the truth of the matter is we can make a change. We're having laws made today that forbid people to counsel people that that are involved in homosexuality, for example. And they say, well, they were born that way. And I, for one, in my way of thinking, I don't think so. And we have all kinds of excuses as to why that ought to be. No, but there are a lot of people who are getting out of that. And... I've saw that when people are messed up in their sexual life, a lot of things, as far as affection is concerned, is also messed up. And so we can become very bitter, we can become hateful, we can hate God, just because we're messed up in in our sexual life. And so that was one thing that was in the list, is how is our sexual life? And so if it's perverted then our affection is going to be perverted too because they come they are tied together in in a, a way that if one is messed up then the others are and that's the way it is in our life if one part of our life is messed up it it affects the rest of our life so we need to have someone that will first of all give us an example, and that, that's the Lord Jesus himself. We can't look at people because people in their best are, you know, they have, they have things in their life that are less than perfect. But we can look at Jesus because he was perfect in every detail. He was without sin. So our model that we, or the example that we have, is the Lord Jesus himself. But we need to realize that these affections that we have are not something that just comes out of the blue. They're based upon 
things that we accept as being truth and things that aren't and and there's a lack of self-control that's part of it too we need to have self-control we we can't just fly off the handle that's an expression that's used every time things don't go right for example and so there we have to have Every part of our life has to be under a central thing. If we don't, then our affections will be messed up. So we have to have a central thing that we're standing on so that our affections will be the way they should be. So when I'm talking about that, what is that standard? It goes back to the Bible again. If you know, some people have one standard and some have another. And so we're divided up. In order for us to be united and to be at our best and not be all fragmented, we need to have ourselves standing on God's word and what he tells us to do, as I've told you. So if we don't have that, like I've said, it's not going to be helping us. It's not going to be helping society. We need today to have something that we can use, something that will work in our lives, that will make our society united. We're, we're not divided up in a black and white or educated and uneducated or learned and all these different things that we would like to divide up into. We're just, we're all in this together. And in order to have a society, we have to have these things that will help our affection to be predictable as well. If one day we're one way and another day we're some other way, and then that's not going to work either. In order for our society to be at its best, we have to be controlled by God's Spirit, which will enable all of us to be the way we should be toward God and toward others. It's amazing to me how fast our society has gone downhill here in America. But then when you look back at it, you realize that it wasn't really a fast thing after all. We're just seeing the end of what happens when we don't have what I'm talking to you about today and we let our affections be controlled by whatever seems good, whatever makes us feel good, and these kind of attitudes will never work in normalizing a society to the place where it can be an uplifting experience for everyone. Now this starts in the church. The church has to be the one that leads the way and I'm not talking about just any church today. And I don't believe that one denomination is has all the truth and the rest of us too bad about that. When I'm talking about the truth, I'm talking and I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the Lord, the Lord's church. I'm talking about the church that is based upon God's word that's based upon salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm talking about that we take the Bible literally, not just say we'll take the parts of it that we want and the rest of it we'll leave aside either. The Bible gives us all kinds of examples of wrong ways as well as right ways, and by seeing all these things in the right perspective, the church can lead the way. But if the church is messed up as well, and they've taken 
the raw, the stands that the world, the flesh, and the devil's taken, then they're no help to us as either. And many times that is what happens. The church is not leading the way. So I'm talking to the church as well today that let's take the Bible and let's help our society in the area of their affection that they will be able to see the right way and we'll be able to save our society from the ruin that it seems to be going down because we love the things that we should be hating and we hate the things we should love. We're up on our next break, and this is Howard Eugene Wright, your host of Rivers of Living Water at TalkZone.com. Welcome back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. In this segment, I want to uh, read another scripture that will bring all this kind of into focus that I've been talking to you about. It's in Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to start at verse number 1. It says, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members, which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God came on the children of disobedience, in the which you also walked sometime, when you lived in them. Now, but now, you also put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy conversation out of your mouth, and goes on like that. So, it talks about inordinate affections here. And talks about that we need to put our affections on things above. The things of this world will only drag us down. It's the things above that's going to lift us up. And if we have been risen with Christ, then that means we're above what the rest of the world would be thinking. And our affections are in the right places at the right times. And while we're on that, you know, things can be in such a way that the affection may be right, but it's at the wrong time. There, are, We have to think in terms of timing. Sometimes our affections may appear to be good, and in the right time they may be. So here we have, maybe for the complicated, that we have to think of what time should I be loving and what time should I be hating? What time should I be compassionate and what time should I not? And you can see a lot of these things could be really confusing if we don't have someone that's going to help us in these areas. When we're parents... We need to help our children in these areas. We can't just let our children have a little temper tantrum every time they think that it's a good thing to do. So it really starts back with the family and how we raise up our children. And so the father 
needs to be an example, and the mother needs to be an example of their children. So it goes back to that, too. So it's not only the church, but it's also the family that we need to look at and see how the family is doing. Now, these are tied together because the church is supposed to be helping the family to develop the right attitudes and things that's going to help them to be an example of their children and also example in their community. But if we're risen with Christ, we seek those things which are above. That does not mean that we don't realize what's going on in the world and we kind of want to get out of the world. We want the world out of us. We want the world's attitudes out of us. And the only way we can do that is like I'm, I've told you many times, we need the Spirit of the Lord controlling our lives, and He will help us. God has the wisdom and the understanding, and He can give it to us. The Bible tells us that if we lack wisdom, we can come to God and ask, and He will give it to us. God is not somewhere way off somewhere. He is very near to us. He wants to help us if we will let him. So he says that we should, if we're risen with Christ, we seek those things above where Christ sits on the right hand of God and set our affections on things above, not on things of the earth. This is what we really need to do in order to have the affection that we need that's going to be uplifting, that's going to be helpful in our families, in our communities, in our churches. I pastored for 36 years in various churches in the United States. And I found out that if the, if the family is not the way it ought to be, then the church isn't the way that it should be either. And if the church isn't the way it ought to be, then the family isn't either, so they work together. So, And it's the same way with the community. If the church isn't preaching the truth and, and standing by the truth and the members of the church are not showing what the truth is by the way they live, for example, we would not ever be dishonest even if it hurts us to be honest, for example. That would be one example. But he says, you're dead, and yet you're hidden with Christ. We're dead to all the things that would mess up our affections and cause us to do some pretty bad things to people. I heard the other day about some young people that got bored. So what did they do? They went out and killed a person. Now, there's something pretty bad with affections. And this is one of the reasons why I'm talking about affections today. People's affections are so messed up. What is causing some of this is what we hear on our radios and our television. And we just hear it blared at us all the time that there's no absolutes and you choose what's right and and they've just drilled us on us so much that we've accepted this and our affections have gone downhill. And when a per a couple young people can go out and shoot someone because they're bored, there's something very badly wrong. Thank God everyone's not that way. We'd have pandemonium all over the place. And we do have a lot of people that do have good affections. If they didn't, then we would be in a lot worse mess than we are. And thank the Lord we do have a lot of people that are doing exactly what I'm saying today and putting their trust in the Lord. And when they do that, they find out that they can change. It's nearly impossible for people to change some things 
if they don't have the help of God to do it. And they most certainly cannot save themselves from their sins. And the sins is what drives the affections in the wrong way. And righteousness and holiness in our life given to us when the Holy Spirit is in us is what drives our affections the right way. So seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right-hand side of God. Set your affections there. It's kind of like this. If we have the right channel to channel our affections through, then our affections work perfectly. If we have the wrong channel to channel our affections through, they may or may not work properly. There are some natural affections that everyone has, but those natural affections can become worse. They can become what we just read here. They can become inordinate affection. The natural affections is parents taking care of their children, for example. We even see animals that do that. They would fight for their life to take care of their children. And when we go to the place where we are not doing this, when we, for example, if we put our children in schools that are teaching everything except what we would consider the right way through the Bible, and we contradict the Bible, we hate the Bible. I heard about an example where a teacher took a child's Bible and threw it in the trash. And I heard about a person who was a very intelligent person. He was in the service, and because he wouldn't sign an agreement that he would fire on the citizens, he was thrown out. And when we have people that want to get married that are the same sex, believe me, this is not natural affection. The natural affection is that a man would be drawn to a woman and a woman would be drawn to a man. And so it's an inordinate affection if we have that kind of thing going on in our lives. And we need to be delivered from that. And I want you to know today that there is deliverance with Jesus, him being our Savior, that none of these things do we have to keep going and doing, but these are not natural affection. They're against nature. They're against what God put us on this planet to be. So we need to think about this today that, that, uh, we de- very much need to have our affections purified and straightened out. And it's not going to get any better until we go to the source where it's going to be better. And so I want you to think about this very well today that we need to be risen with Christ and then we're on the highway. If we choose to stay on the low road, then things are going to get worse and worse on our affection life and our affections naturally include everything else. So we're at our third break and so this is Howard Eugene Wright. I'm the host of Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Let's get back to Rivers of Living Water on TalkZone.com. Here's your host, Howard Eugene Wright. There are a lot of resources that you can have that will enable you to get your affections right if they're not today. If everything is centered around you, then your affections are going to be less than perfect to say the best and very distorted to say the worst. So 
the first thing in order to have our affections right is to have them centered in the right place. And that right place, I think you ought to know by now, as many times as I've said it in this program, that the right place is at the feet of Jesus. It's loving God and loving others. And that is the rivers of living water that would flow out from us to everyone else. And so the attitude we have is not an attitude of me and no one else, but the attitude is how can I best serve God and how can I best serve others? And so we have a servant attitude. of, And if that is our attitude, then our affection is going to be much better. I've had people before say I've been taken advantage of. And my answer to that is if you don't want to be taken advantage of, give people the advantage. And if you give it to them, they can't take it away from you. Now, I don't think that we should just be trampled all over and we just are meekly just let ourselves be beat up if we really have the affection we have, we're supposed to have, and we have the natural affection, naturally we're going to take care of our families. We're going to protect our families. And if someone or some organization comes and tries to destroy our families, we're going to fight. And our affections are going to be in a fight mood. But even in the midst of that, we can't take a bitter hateful spirit. We still have to be thinking about serving. How are we serving our present age? How are we serving our families, our community, our churches, the business that we're running? Is it just the business to make money or is it a way of helping other people in their needs? And so at this point, Maybe some businesses should not even be in operation at all. If they're businesses that are destroying people's mentally, physically, spiritually, or any otherwise, then maybe we should find another business. I think that might be a good thing to do. But every area that we're in, if we can take this servant attitude and realize that we're here first of all, to serve God, and then to serve the people around us through God's guidance and direction and have the affection that we need through what God does for us. And and um, you become like what you love. And so if we love ourselves and we are carnal, we're sinful, and where we have a something inside of us that always takes us to the wrong direction, and if that's what we love, that's what we become, and we're in really bad shape. And if we find someone that we want to idolize and they become our hero, when that person fails, then we're in trouble again. So... We, if we love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, our neighbor as ourselves, we love God, then we're going to we're going to be like Him. We're going to take His nature, and God's nature is to be a servant. He wants to be doing good things for us, and He wants to help us do good things for others. So it's important that we take this attitude of being a servant, of serving this present age, of serving our families, serving our friends, and even serving our enemies. How can we serve people? We can't serve everyone because we don't have the resources for one thing. And another thing is, even if we had the resources, we wouldn't be able to do it because we don't have contact with everyone. So how are we going to be a servant? 
we just have to take a servant attitude as to where we're at. And as we reach out, we always reach out in a servant attitude. The Lord told us that the one that serves is the greatest among us, that the world wants to be served. They they want you to do something for them. This is one of our problems as well. We have people sitting at home right now that should be out working, and we're supporting those people with our tithe and with our taxes. You know what I'm talking about? We... We're supporting people who are downright lazy. And if I was sitting and talking to some of those, they'd be ready to eat me alive. But it's the truth. There are a lot of people that ought to get off of welfare. And if they really have the serving attitude rather than being served, and they take responsibility for their families and take responsibility for their own lives, things would be a lot better off. So this thing of servant, can being a servant rather than being served, and not expecting everyone to give us a living, but go out there and do what we can to take care of ourselves and then have some left over to help others, what a difference it would make in this society. What a difference it would make in our affection if Our attitude was, how can I serve my community? How can I serve my church? Not what my country can do for me, but what I can do for my country is what one of our presidents said, and he had it right. It isn't how much I can make from the welfare system. And I've seen people that are on welfare, and in the past, you know, I run into a lot of those people. And... I've seen them to the point, I had one person that was on welfare and, and his children were on welfare and it seems to be kind of a thing that's passed down from one generation to the next. And so he was on welfare and he's claiming he had back trouble, but he had something that he could do. And so I said, uh, well, you know, you could, you could do these things and you could get off of welfare. That no more got out of my mouth. And he had me on the the floor, and he was his eyes were kind of bugged out. He was he was full of rage, and he says, "I'm going to kill you." And a couple of his older children had to pull him off of me. And so, you know, people can get to the place where they feel like everyone owes them a living, and someone tells them they don't, they can get pretty mad about that. I had a young couple that they didn't think they were going to get their check, and they were really riled up. And, you know, it's just too bad that we have gotten to that place that we think that everyone owes us a living. And the truth of the matter is, we owe this present generation the very best that we can give them. We need to get up and start helping the sick, helping the, the poor, helping these different people if we can do it. But we don't have to help those that are lazy and things like this. We need to encourage them to get out and get a job. The problem becomes when we allow this to happen, that people are dependent on someone else to do things for them, and they're expecting others to give them a living, and they don't do it themselves. And you might not think this is a bad situation, but this is one of the reasons why that people's affections are so bad and they can run into a rage. Driving down the road and someone drives in front of them and they're ready to run them down and shoot them or kill them. Some of them are. You know how I'm talking about today. I'm not talking about things that aren't existing. I'm talking about things that are happening. It hadn't been that long since it's been happening. People are in jail today because they wanted to do the right thing. Other people are running out in our society that ought to be in jail. Things are turned upside down because our affections are in the wrong place. Our feelings will get us in trouble 
if that's all we depend on. I'm, I've seen even in churches that if it feels good, they think that's all right. And if they feel a little bad about it, then that's not right. And naturally, it's in every area of our society. Wherever we go, we find it, but it doesn't have to be there. And so how do we get out of this place of the affections being infected and we become bad for ourselves and bad for society? First of all, we got to turn away from this kind of a lifestyle. We've got to realize that it's much more conducive to our health and to the health of people around us, morally, spiritually, physically, and every other way, if we'll take this servant attitude. And we can't do this if there's inside of us wanting for people to serve us. So we need to surrender that to God, because God is the only one who can really take care of that attitude. It's so ingrained in us and in our society that we can't get rid of it on our own. People have tried and have failed miserably. They've turned over a new leaf to the place where they're totally discouraged of ever trying that again. But if we'll turn our eyes on the one who can help, which is the Lord Jesus, and ask God to come into our lives and be our Savior and be our Lord, and then go out to be a servant to this present age and to work to do something for others rather than just ourselves, we'll find out that life will be a lot easier for us and it'll be a lot easier for the people that we're uh, around today. So think about your idea of affections. We're at the end of our program and I, I trust that what is being said you'll, you'll said you'll take to heart and you'll take your Bible down and, and read your Bible and get right with God and then you'll be right with everyone else around you. This is Howard Eugene Wright and I'm closing off at this time. We're at Rivers of Living Water. Come back and join us next week and this is on cross this is on talkzone.com. <laughs> 